The Blue Jackets managed to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory last night yet again. What happened? What went wrong? We'll talk about that on today's Locked on Blue Jackets. Your Locked on Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster. Uh, Not with me is my co-host, Hayden Hileshorn. He will hopefully be back tomorrow. We are, again, struggling with scheduling here at Locked On Blue Jackets headquarters. But I want to thank everyone for making us your first listen of the day, every day. If you want to be an everydayer, you can find us on podcasting apps of your choice. Uh, You can find us on YouTube and you can find us on SiriusXM. I also have to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKDOWNNHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Um, we have to talk about last night's game because, yet again, the Blue Jackets clinging on to a win with just the absolute tippy-tippy tops of their fingernails. I think it was three minutes. And they were up, and then the Hurricanes tied the game, and then the Hurricanes won the game. Uh, just another, it was another really great example of what happens when the Blue Jackets have a lead going into the third period, which is they just defend, 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 defend. They were outshot 16 to 7 in the third period. Like they were outshot in every period of that game, they were outshot 43 to 23 in total um another excellent night by elvis by the way 40 of 43 saves uh and the blue jackets couldn't couldn't figure out how to how to get a win for elvis um i want to see where he is in terms of his actual save percentage right now because he has been having a really really good run of games he's currently rocking a 907 save percentage this season which for elvis is amazing love that i just wish the team could hold on. And again, it's the same problem. Play a full 60 minutes, please. For the love of God. Um, my usual complaints about the power play don't apply here. Um, my usual complaints about Eric Branson have returned. Uh, he was a minus two on the night. Uh, it was his turnover on the game-winning goal. Or, yes, the game-winning goal, excuse me, and uh, he just had a rough night. They were outshot 22-1 to when Eric Branson was on the ice, and he was the second-most-played Blue Jacket. Or, excuse me, third-most-played Blue Jacket. Um, Wierenski had 23-36, Provorov had 22-20, Branson had 22-13. David Jiracek? Only 15-34. He played the least of any Blue Jacket uh, defenseman. And I don't really know why. Like, yes, did he take a stupid penalty? Maybe. But he seems to have kind of fallen out of favor with um, Pascal Vincent. And uh, that's not a great feeling. Um, But it is what it is. 
the whole game was just an exercise in frustration, I think, and an exercise in being just really, really tense uh, for the first two periods. Blue Jackets score 13 seconds into that third period. I'm like, hey, maybe we've got something here. Maybe the Blue Jackets can hold on. Um, similarly to the game against the Devils that they won, there was a 2-1 uh, win, and the Blue Jackets just held on to that win with everything they had. Um, again, similarly, the game against the Rangers, where they were 23 seconds or whatever it was, 27 seconds away from victory, and uh, the Rangers tie it up and then win it in uh, either overtime or the shootout. I can't remember. I assume overtime. And again, they didn't even get the overtime point here. Did they deserve to win this game? No, absolutely not. They got outshot almost double. Uh, they were... The not the better team in this game. Uh, Elvis deserved to win this game. That's that's about all I have got. Um, you're you're playing against two of the so for some reason Carolina Hurricanes goalies are struggling big time this season. I think they're like fifth and twelfth in like most uh, or, or least goals saved above expected. Um, so like statistically they're like the fifth and 12th worst performing goalies in the league. Kochekov was fine. He was good. He had a nine thirteen. He made 21 of 23 saves. So like he was good when they needed him to be. But if you're playing against a goalie that's struggling, like the Hurricanes goalies have been struggling, um, like even with that win, Kochekov still only has an eight, eight, one on the season. Um, you know, this was his first nine hundred above nine hundred save percentage since November eleventh, uh, when he started against Tampa Bay and shut them out. Uh, since then, it's been eight seven five, eight six seven. Uh, playing it at playing against Edmonton, playing against Philly. Like he has not on, been on a very good stretch recently, and the Blue Jackets could have taken advantage of that, and they didn't. Um, what they did instead was make Elvis do all of the work. Um, that is his third consecutive start where he has saved uh, above 900. Uh, he had a 917 a nine, and then a 974 against New Jersey. He really, really deserved the win on that one. Um, and in all three of those games, he's faced uh, over 35 shots in each one. He faced 30, uh, 36 against Chicago, 38 against New Jersey, and then 43 against Carolina. That's too many shots for Elvis to be facing. Um, he's been he's been excellent in this little stretch. The Blue Jackets were this close to winning their first three game streak since uh, March 2022, and they just they just couldn't couldn't figure it out. And it's just so endlessly frustrating to watch this team get so close. And like we talk a lot on this podcast about growing pains, about teachable moments. If the Blue Jackets had not just lost nine games in a row, I would probably be more forgiving of this loss um, because this is one of those losses that happens. And, you know, they didn't deserve to win this game necessarily, but they should have, if that makes sense. Um, they were 2 nothing up uh, halfway through the second period, uh, the third period, excuse me. Um, let me just see when the, when the goals were scored. Uh, so... 
10 minutes and a second into the third period, uh, Yasperi Kotkaniemi scores to make it 2-1. to one. With six, uh, At 16.51 of the third period, Brady Shea scores to make it 2-2. Two, two. At 18.05, Sveshnikov scores to make it 3-2. to two. Blue Jackets can't score with the extra man. So they just don't get anything out of that game. That, again, should they have got anything out of that game? They didn't deserve to, but... If this wasn't a Metro game, like I can almost guarantee this would have gone to overtime because if it's if it's not in your division, if it's not in your conference, like I think about the um the game against the Ducks where they were tied and both teams you could kind of see them visibly agree, okay, let's just both get a point out of this, which is a really frustrating thing to do. But Blue Jacks just didn't didn't have it in them to to hold on a little bit longer. Like I said, Elvis was excellent, made some truly 10-bell saves, um, and just couldn't hold on. 40 out of 43 shots, uh, you know, and I think it was like the 38th shot that beat him or something. And what can you do? You can't ask Elvis to do anything more than he's already doing right now, which, again, is is not necessarily a problem, but is not the not what I expected to be saying after last season, where I'm like, the only person I'm not worried about right now is Elvis. Um, however, there are some other guys that I think had good games. Uh, we're going to talk about them in a second here on Lockdown Blue Jackets. First, though, I have to tell you guys about Collective.com, because they say if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. But as a freelancer, there's always the dreaded paperwork that comes with it. I know every week I sit down, I do my invoices, and I hate my life. With Collective, you can focus on your business of one while letting them focus on your paperwork. They are the number one financial solution for freelancers, contractors, and self-employed entrepreneurs that lets you focus on your passion, not your paperwork. They can handle corporate formation and compliance, taxes, bookkeeping, accounting, even payroll. And the best part is it's at a fraction of the cost of a CPA. If your business makes over $80,000 a year, you will find the most value from going to Collective. So join the thousands of solopreneurs who have saved an average of $10,000 a year on taxes with their structure. Right now, Collective is offering one month free and no onboarding fee when you go to collective.com slash locked on NHL and tell them locked on NHL sent you. That is $550 for free when you go to collective.com slash locked on NHL. Tell them Locked on NHL sent you. Once again, collective.com slash Locked on NHL. Tell them we sent you. Okay, let's talk about a couple of other players. I know I've been very harsh um, on on everyone but Elvis in this episode, um, but there are a couple of guys that I thought stood out as um, impressing me. Uh, And one of those guys is Johnny Gaudreau. Two-point night, goal and an assist, plus two on the night. Uh, had two shots, played 11-56. Um, for the past kind of maybe three, four, maybe five games, Johnny Gaudreau has looked like his old self. He is skating better. He is competing better. I like. I can't figure out exactly what, what it is. I have to watch more. I want to watch more game tape of, of Johnny from the start of the season and Johnny now to see what kind of the difference is. But he just looks so much more engaged in the play. And I don't know whether that's he's got line mates that he can work with or whether he's just like something's finally clicked. And, 
you know, but he he looks like the Gaudreau of last year, which is really, really great to see. Um, his goal was unassisted, which is always fun. He's now up to 11 points uh, in, in 22 games this season. Um, again, still way behind his usual pace, but he's shooting at 6%. That's fully half of his career shooting and he'll figure it out he will um i feel extremely extremely sure of that will he ever get to that 115 point mark that he got with the flames maybe not but if we can get a point per season or more out of johnny gaudreau like that's a win uh and it feels like he's starting to heat up which is which is really really great to see like i said one of the best one of the best blue jackets on the ice last night um adam fantilli continues to impress um i thought he had an excellent game still struggling in the face-off dart but um i'd have to look and see who he was matched up with but i suspect he was matched up against um jared Stahl, who is famously one of the better face-off guys in the league let me pull up the let me pull up the shift charts and we'll see who he was matched against for the most part um Oh, he, so he was playing against the top line. He's playing against the Aho, Jarvis, um, Teravainen line. So, again, makes sense. Matching up against the top line, it'll come. It's something to work on. It's something that young face-off guys always struggle with. Um, Sean Crowley, excellent night on the dart. Uh, Boone Jenner, excellent night on the dart. Danforth struggled, uh, although from the looks of things, I think Danforth took three face-offs total in that game. Uh, and Corson just struggles a little bit as well. But again, young center, it happens. Um, but quite a promising night from Adam Fantilli, I thought. Uh, it feels like it's coming together. And I know that people have been saying that for games and games and games. But this three-game stretch, I think, has been very promising. Um, and it's really, really great to see. I don't think they played their best game against Carolina had they won would I be saying something different maybe but they haven't looked their best I think they can do better um they've got a really really good test coming up against Boston um we're going to talk about Boston in in a minute because that's who they're playing tonight one of the best teams in the league right now and I don't understand what's I don't understand what's happening there. But um, just to kind of wrap up my my thoughts on the Carolina game. Um, oh, someone else I wanted to shout out as well. Uh, Karol Marchenko seems to have figured it out. Since that healthy scratch, he has been uh, on a pretty good clip. Uh, I'm just going to pull up the game logs. Um, so he missed a game. And then since that game i believe he missed um he missed two games excuse me so we played against montreal and then didn't play again uh until tampa bay uh since then he's got six goals and three assists he's got nine points in i think what is that 11 games since this healthy scratch so like feels like marchenko is back which is great and again Credit to, to Vincent for finally realizing that he needs to put that that line of um, Gaudreau, Jenna, Marchenko back together because I, they look great. They really do. Um, I know breaking up that Fantelli line sucked, but I like I like the Fantelli line as it is. I would probably swap Bronkov 
out for someone because I feel like he would be so much more effective on the third line. Um, he's been great. This is not me criticizing Vronkov. Um, I think he's been great for this team. He's added a little bit of, of meanness to the, the lineup, which I think I don't necessarily think the team needed, but I'm not going to say, oh, take it away. Um, he he causes problems for the other team, which is always fun to watch. And uh, But yeah, that 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 Gaudreau-Jenner-Marchenko line is really, really clicking at the minute. Um, and I hope that it stays together. Despite, despite this loss, I know after a loss, there's, a, there's a, a tendency to change things up, but don't. Don't do it. Keep the lineup as it is. Um, getting Texier back was great. Um, he's another player that I am just constantly obsessed. Uh, obsessed? Uh, uh, impressed is the word I was looking for, but I am also obsessed with Alexander Texier. Um, it's very early here. I'm very sorry about how loopy I am. Um, it's It's coming. It is. And I feel a little bit like the the Einstein quote of, of what the, is it? The, I, it might not be the Einstein quote. I might be making that up. But the definition of madness where you do something over and over and over again and expect different results every time. I feel a little bit like that with this team. But I do genuinely think that they are figuring it out. It'll come. The biggest thing we were worried about this season, goaltending, isn't a worry right now. So we like I, I can I have room to worry about other things, like the fact that no one knows how to score goals anymore. Um, so we'll figure it out. It'd be really great if they could figure it out against Boston, but that's going to be a pretty big test. Uh, and we'll talk about Boston in just a second here on Locked on Blue Jackets. First, though, I've got to tell you guys about Sleeper because we're well into the new NHL season right now. It's starting to look like some players are going to score 50 goals. It's starting to look like uh, some teams are front runners for hoisting the Stanley Cup. You could be a big winner if you play Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper. It is the official Daily Fantasy app of the Lockdown NHL Network. They're our number one choice for Daily Fantasy Sports, but especially Daily Fantasy Hockey. Because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in Daily Fantasy Hockey contests. To win 100 times your money, you have to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. If you get those eight player stats right, you are going to win 100 times whatever you put in. So if you put five bucks in and you put guess those eight stats correctly, you are going to win 500 bucks with sleepers. Start paying attention. Nail your picks so you can start winning big. All you've got to do is pick whether guys like Ovechkin, Crosby, McDavid uh, will record more or less than their sleeper projection for things like goals, assists, saves, plus minus, and more in any given game. Use promo code LOCKDOWNNHL. You're going to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKDOWNNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. Okay, let's talk Boston. Because that's... What a, what a game to go into um boston is somehow again despite losing patrice bergeron and david krejci they continue to be one of the top teams in the league in basically every metric they're on a two-game losing streak right now they're five three and two in their last 10 games um but they are standing behind 
Lena Salmark and Jeremy Swayman, who are rocking a 918 and a 927 save percentage, respectively. Um, and it feels very much like they can't keep getting away with this. Going from Tuka Rask, who was one of the best goalies of the last kind of 10 years, to Lena Salmark, who has been just lights out good for this team. Um, and I... Okay, this is where I have to kind of own up to something, is that I criticized him winning the Vesna last season because I looked at the team and it was like, well, yeah, he didn't have a very a very hard go of it. Um, I personally would have given the Vesna to Ilya Sorokin, who had similar stats but played on a much worse team. That being said, looking at this team right now, uh, the goaltending is the reason that they are thriving. Um, Almark is 7-2-1, Swayman 7-1-2. We've already talked about their save percentage. They are fourth in the league in goals against per game and only 12th in goals for per game. So, like, if they allow an average of one more goal a game, they they lose. They lose most of their games, I think. So, goaltending is really keeping them in it. Obviously, David Pasternak is always dangerous um he's currently sitting on 31 points in 20 games 13 goals 18 assists continuing on from last year again one of the best uh wingers in the league has 12 points more than his next highest scoring uh player which is charlie coyle who i believe is centering the line between him and uh marshad who also sitting on 19 points in 20 games uh by contrast the blue jackets leading scorer is boone jenner with 14 points um, 11 goals, 3 assists. So, Pasternak, just on another level. He's got 7 points in his last 5 games, uh, 2 goals, 5 assists. Charlie Coyle has 4 goals in his last 5 games. So, like, that line is the one to watch. Marchand, always, always a pain in the butt to play against. Um, this team is this team is going to be tough to play against. I do not relish the thought of, of this game tonight. Um, I am a little bit not worried. No, I am. I'm worried. I'm worried. I'm anxious. I'm nervous. All of the, all of the words that mean something slightly different. Um, do I think the Blue Jackets could win this game? Yeah, I think they could. If they play like they did last night, probably not because the Blue Jackets are going to have to outscore Boston and outgoalie them. And that's a tough ask, especially not so because Boston is so good at goal scoring, but because the Blue Jackets are struggling at goal scoring right now. They're 24th in the league. Uh, they're scoring 2.82 goals per game versus Boston scoring 3.4 goals per game. Uh, the penalty kill is is the big bright spot for the Blue Jackets. Um, they have snuck ahead of Boston in the rankings. They are second only to um, LA right now, who's sitting on, again, about 89 point something percent. Blue Jackets at 88.9%. They killed off both penalties against Carolina uh, last night, which is important. They didn't get a power play, which I think is the first time this season they've never, they haven't had a power play in a game. Uh, but I'm not mad about that because the power play continues to be bad. So I, I'm not, I'm not upset that they didn't get a penalty because what would have happened is they wouldn't have scored on it and I would have spent a good portion of this episode being mad about how bad the power play is instead of talking about the good things that happened in the game. The power play is going to, the penalty kill is going to have to be good tonight. Boston has the ninth best power play in the league and David Pasternak is a menace. He's got four power play goals. Four of his 13 goals have come on the power play. James Van Riemsdyk, 
Three of his five goals have come on the power play. Um, it'll be interesting to see what uh, what happens here. Um, Charlie McAvoy on the back end again. One of the one of the the better defensemen in in the league. Uh, Thirteen points in sixteen games. Obviously, just missed some time with a suspension. I think four. I want to say four games, uh, but he's back. And it's going to be, again, a problem for this team. So what do the Blue Jackets have to do to beat Boston? Well, first of all, they have to figure out how to shut down that top line of David Pasternak. Uh, honestly, I play the Jenner line against the Pasternak line. That frees the Fantilli line up to go and cause mayhem because the second line, I believe, is... Um, Pavel Zaka with uh, Van Riemsdyk and Poitra, who's a rookie that's doing extremely well. He's got nine points in 20 games, um, which is which is always fun to see. Um, so we'll, uh, we will see what happens. But that that's what I would do in terms of the top six. Um, play Jenna, the more experienced center, uh, against the harder matchup and let Fantilli kind of feast on on a, a slightly weaker second line. Um, because I feel like last night they kind of flipped that. Fantilli got the tough assignment. Uh, the Jenna line got the slightly easier assignment. Um, and they succeeded with it. You know, uh, Marchenko goal, Gaudreau goal. It's uh, time for Fantilli, I think, to get maybe the weaker assignment, especially against a team like Boston. Um, but I'm not, I was going to say I'm not worried again, but I am. I keep saying that I'm not worried and it's a lie. Um, this is going to be a tough game. It's going to be a really, really tough game. Uh, Boston, in terms of the standings, I think is still either first or second in the league. Yeah, tied for first in points behind New York uh, just because uh, New York has a game in hand and I believe has more regulation or overtime wins. Yes. so. It's going to be a very tough ask. Obviously, they've got a little bit of a losing streak coming in, so that's that's the stress. There is Boston. Uh, they just had seven goals scored on them by New York, so they're going to be mad. Uh, in a similar way to the Blue Jackets came into a Carolina Hurricanes team that just got outscored. I think they they got beaten up pretty badly by the Oilers. Was it? I think it was eight two or eight three or something like that. Um, so like they were mad. They wanted to win. It's a tough, a tough team to go into. Again, Boston is going to be the same. They've just had seven goals put past them, and they're on a two-game losing streak. So I'm afraid. Um, in terms of predictions, I'm gonna go with just because I've been doing it all season long. I'm gonna go with the Blue Jackets winning this game. I'm gonna say three-one win. Um, and I'm going to say that Boone Jenner gets the opening goal. I just have a feeling. It's been a minute since he scored, uh, but a minute by which I mean like two games. Um, and this feels like a kind of game that he will really, really thrive in. So I'm going Boone Jenner and I'm going a 3-1 victory for the Blue Jackets. And that's kind of all I've got for today. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. 
you are want if you are if you want to become one of our everydayers, you can find us wherever you get your podcasts. We're on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, um, Audible, the the audiobook uh, website. You can find us on there. We're on Amazon Prime. Uh, we're on YouTube, which is not a podcast app, but is uh, where you can see my wonderful green uh, dragons jersey for a team that no one who listens to this podcast has heard of. I assume, um, but I like it, so it's there. Uh, you can also find us on SiriusXM, the the radio app, if you would like to do such a thing that is possible for you to do. I've been Jay Foster. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find my co-host at HaydenH971. He'll be back tomorrow. Uh, hopefully, we'll break down tonight's game against Boston. And uh, hopefully, please just don't do the last-minute collapse thing again, please. That's all I ask about from this game. Um, You can find the show at LO underscore Blue Jackets on Twitter. I forgot what I was saying there. It's fine. Again, it's very early here. Uh, you can find, uh, if you want to email us, you can do so at lockedonbluejackets at gmail.com. Uh, comments, questions, criticisms. We're going to try and do like mailbag episodes a little bit more often. So if you have questions that you want us to answer, send them into the email and we'll uh, we'll keep them for probably a Friday show. We'll do a Friday mailbag, I think. Why not? And... Thank you once again for listening. Thank you for making us your first listen. Locked on Blue Jackets is your team every day. So until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on.